This is your invitation to the intersection of versatility and design. The kind of experience you can only find in a Lexus SUV. A feeling this empowering is invite only. Fortunately, you're invited. Experience the versatility of the complete line of Lexus SUVs and some of the best offers of the year on select models at the Invitation to Lexus sales event, now through April 1st. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer. Yo, what's up, everybody? Since you guys all know it is tax season, I want you guys to know that today's sponsor is brought to you by Magnolia Tax Services. If you're a business owner or a high-earning individual, take control of your finances with the tailored tax planning services of Magnolia Tax Services. Their team of certified public accountants and enrolled agents specializes in maximizing savings for individuals and businesses by utilizing the latest tax laws and strategies. From complex business structures to high net worth individuals, they'll develop a customized plan to minimize your tax liability and increase your bottom line. Don't leave money on the table. Contact our partners at Magnolia Tax Services today for a consultation and get $100 credit towards your service by clicking the link in the show notes. That's right, guys. Like I said in the beginning, it is tax season, so you want to make sure you tap in with my guys at Magnolia Tax Service today. And once again, that link is in the show notes, and now we'll get right into the show. Gotta get your brain right if you're trying to make a million dollars If you ain't gonna do it for yourself, then do it for your mama Only stay surrounded by them people if you know they solid Elevate your hustle up today to double up your profit Trying to learn some game, Xavier gonna talk about it No Deanna, speak that shit that everybody vouching Ain't no more excuses valid, get up off the couch and get up in your bag To your bank account, need an accountant Yo, 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 welcome back to the greatest show on earth, the Millionaire Mindsets Podcast. I am your host, Xavier, and today I have another amazing, dope, special episode for you guys. But before we get this show started, I would like to advise all the listeners, all the watchers, to please subscribe, leave that five-star rating, review, like, share, do all those things. If you find this content valuable, you find the channel valuable, y'all rock with us. Please do those things. We would greatly, greatly appreciate it. And getting right into the show. So today I got a, I got another special guest. I got a dude that's doing dope things, specifically within the credit industry. They call him the credit hero. <laughs> and his name is Lorraine Delavante. I'm super excited to have him on the show. So welcome to the show, bro. What's good? Man, thank you, thank you, thank you. It's been a minute getting here, but you know, we're here, we're <laughs> we here. And I couldn't ask for a better setup, a very, um, a better view. Like, bro, you really showed out. Thank so, you. So, um, shout out to y'all in Dallas, man. Y'all showing the Credit Hero love. <laughs> and everybody that's tapped into the consumer law world, like, like, guys, it is quite a welcome. What's thank good, you, bro? Thank you, thank you, bro. <laughs> it's thank quite you, a welcome. Man. Thank you, thank you. And so getting, so, getting right to it, man. So, for the people who this may be their first time seeing you or hearing of you, just give some brief background on yourself for the listeners. Okay, so guys, my name is Doreen Delavante. I'm your favorite consumer law expert. I teach people how to repair, rebuild, restore their own credit using consumer laws. I also teach credit repair business owners how to scale their business to make an extra hundred to two hundred thousand per year. And very, very soon, I will be personally doing high income net worth entrepreneurs like yourself that are busy that don't have time to repair their own credit i'll be doing that service it's a service really? that i'm going to launch very soon but it's it's very it's it's only for sophisticated people only okay. when i say that, i don't want anybody to take offense to it it's just that there's certain levels to it 
And for it to be worth me doing it, it takes a lot. But to whom much is given, much is also required. And I have a lot of friends that need my assistance. So now I have to carve out that time from my schedule to get it done. Mm, mm, yeah. Okay, okay. Let's, 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 let's go back for a second. Like, how did you, what was your entry, your, your, uh, your introduction to this industry? How did you get into this? <laughs> so I came here from Jamaica, right? So for those of you who don't know, um, I lived in Jamaica until I was about 20 years old. Okay. And then I moved to the United States in 2010. And when I came here, all I heard was credit, credit, credit. Really? See, in Jamaica, you either have your money or you don't. There's no there, credit? There's no, no. Really? No. Mm. A person can be a guarantor, but that's as much as that credit part goes. So it's either you have your money or you don't have your money, right? So as I came to this country, and I'm hearing this word credit, 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 couldn't get a cell phone, couldn't rent an apartment, I couldn't do nothing and credit started coming up. So then I started looking into credit. What is this credit thing that everybody is talking about? All right, cool. Three numbers. Really? Three numbers basically control your whole life. Now, coming from a country where we are not using this type of system, it was quite a culture shock. But fast forward, 2013 now, I decided to get my very first car, right? Really? <laughs> and it was a 2007 Nissan Altima. Bro, I couldn't even get a proof for it. I had to get a cosigner, and I didn't even know what a cosigner was. So I called my boy Kevin, because I got denied, I called my boy Kevin to see if he would be a co-signer. My boy, you know, he's, he's my good friend. He's like my brother. So, of course, he's going to say yes without even thinking about it. And he did the co-signed thing. I was very responsible. I, I paid it off. But, bruv, so for a used 2007 Nissan Altima with 75,000 miles, I paid $24,000 for it. What? At an interest rate of 18.90%. Get out of here, man. Bro, I would not lie. 18% for yep. a used Altima? 70, 75,000 miles. 70, and how you say, how much was it? It was, it came up to about 24,000 when the dealerships did all their finagles, the fees, and oh yeah. Did you, uh, let me ask you this. At the time, did you know you was getting robbed? Nope. No idea. You, you thought it was a good, you thought? It's the first everybody's excited for the first you're like right. you're not thinking about all of these things you're right. and it, you're right. it got me it's later on i realized after learning consumer law that i was got <laughs> <laughs> like, literally so when i tell people the most expensive bill you'll ever pay in life is called ignorance mm. the things you don't know that you don't know the people that know these things use these things against you yeah. bro i was paying four four hundred and ninety five dollars for the car payment and then the insurance no it's the other way around. The car payment was $575, and the insurance, being a new driver, no record, no nothing, was another 400 and something dollars. So I was paying close to 900 um, and something dollars per month for a new Nissan Altima. Not new, a used Nissan Altima with 75,000 miles on it. 2007. Mm -hmm. Jesus Christ. Yep. They, they, they got you good. Yep. That was the... That, that was the note for a brand new Mercedes, a brand bro. new Bentley. Uh, right, Mercedes. You're right, literally. But 
You didn't know. I had to pay that because I didn't know I was a victim of subprime lending. How long did it take you to pay it with that interest on it? (laughs) I know it it took a minute. So what I did was about five years after that, or was it like maybe four? um, What I did was um, I had sold it to a dealership. They gave me nothing for it, bro. (laughs) All that negative equity rolled over into the other car. This, like, this is the things people don't know. So there was like $8,000 negative left on the car, Nothing right? Because what they gave me was pennies on the But I did not know. The things you don't know will cost you the most. Yeah, it does. So I didn't know at the time that I was being got. So when, <laughs> so when I decided to get a new car... Um, there was a balance of about seven or eight thousand dollars and yeah and they said that well it's not going to disappear we're going to roll it over into the new loan so that new loan now made my payments even higher it was it was disgusting but i never knew jesus christ yeah so you you when did you figure it out and you said hold on no, I just got played. I can't <laughs> never let this happen again. So, when I decided to get an apartment, okay, I could not get an approved for an apartment. Mm. I had to get a room in my friend. My friend's uncle did real estate, and he was like, "Yo, we got a um, an empty room. Um, he's not gonna do any credit check. He's my uncle. I'll speak to him." And I moved into a room in Mount Vernon. I'm living in New York. Oh yeah. Right, so I moved into a room in Mount Vernon, and that time I was working at Five Guys. Oh yeah, I worked at Five Guys. Yeah. Oh, you started from the bottom. From the oh, bottom. I remember those eight dollar nowadays, bro. I'm telling you, like people will see now, right? Exactly. Like you're doing six figures a month, you're doing six figures in a day, and stuff like that. I was working eight dollars an hour at Dairy Queen when I lived in New Hampshire, dude. I was making seven fifty an hour at Dairy Queen back in 2010, 2012. How, how old were you at this time? 2122 see yeah that's that that's mm-hmm. you know you know those those days though I will say this those days and those times as an entrepreneur when you could look back on that you realize those were the times that built all the character those are the character development days and they keep you they keep you kind of um it, it that, that humility remains there because you oh, remember it keeps those you times. grounded yeah, it keeps you grounded because you remember where you where you started from so that's that's that's, that's so let's let's uh, go into this so you got the you got robbed with the car. Mm-hmm. You couldn't get an apartment. You had to get a room. Mm-hmm. What was the switch when you was like, okay, I'm into this finance game. I, I know my bet. stuff now. All right. So in 2016, I decided to get another car. Right. Okay. So that one, no, I traded in negative equity. Followed, still making high payments. And then the first thing I started reading about was the um scra a lot of people don't know about it it's for military though Mm -hmm. civil servant relief act or something like that um so when i learned that if you're active duty military right you you cannot get interest rates above six percent you are capped at six percent if you're active duty military there's a law called yeah there's a law called the scra 
um, Service Member Civil Relief Act. I think that's what it's called. I don't remember because I haven't used it in a minute. But it's for if you're active duty, you're deployed or whatever, if you're on orders, your maximum interest rate is capped at 6%. This is for anything or just... Any military, if you're military. I'm talking, this is for any purchase. Any branch, any any purchase, any credit card, car, home, anything at all. 6%, it's capped at what? 6 Yep. I never knew this. Yeah. And I definitely got hit with some over 6% while yep. I was active duty. I, you probably could reclaim some of them. Because really? let me tell you what I did. So, uh oh, give me the game, so bro. Hold on. When I found out about that with the with the Nissan Altima, right? At the time, I, I wrote a letter to... The, the lender at the time was Santander. Yes, I'm, I'm dropping names, right? <laughs> so it was Santander at the time. And I wrote a, a SCRA letter. I think I still got that letter, too. Hmm, now that I'm thinking about it, I might just put it on my website, right? <laughs> so I wrote a letter... And I send it to Santander. It took me three rounds because at first they thought I didn't know what I was talking about. But then I printed out the law and I sent it. And I got a check for like four or five grand, quote unquote, overpayment. It should have been more, but I was young. I was 22, 23, bruv. Oh. Like, come on. I got four grand. I just moved from Jamaica. You know how much $4,000? 4000 is a lot it's of money, a lot. bro. That's a Especially coming from Jamaica. It's a lot. Yo, yo. Everybody right now that's <laughs> listening to this, if you active duty, yeah, and you got you better go through your finance because, like I just said, I didn't know this and I'm just now learning this. But I'm telling you for a fact, when I was active duty, I had instances where I had over six percent interest oh, on, on, on things. But I didn't care. know this. They don't so, care. So if you listening to this and you in that situation. You've given us the game that that's illegal. They shouldn't be paying mm -hmm. over six percent for anything. SCRA, go look it up. They they don't, bro. They don't. It took me three letters, and I only got a four thousand dollar check from Santander. I promise you, it should have been more. But I was young. I was. I just wanted some money. I, you just settled. You was yeah, okay. just, yeah, yeah, whatever, right? But then now, as I move closer, reaching mid twenties, um, coming up now, I, I I'm like. Yo, this credit thing really affects everything that I do. Every single thing that I do, credit affects it. So it's time to start learning about it. So then I started just reading, dabbling into it. Didn't think much of it. But what really happened was in th uh, 2019, I believe that was the year you left the military. Yep. Um, I got laid off, mm. right? So I was active duty and... I had applied for a city job, right, um, in environmental protection because my MOS in the military is 74 Delta, which is a seaburn specialist, like hazmat. Hazmat, yeah, stuff. right. So I applied for a job in and in and the city and the city. I passed all the qualifications and everything. The job was about sixty or seventy thousand a year. Started. I thought that was great, so I put in my letter and. Um, <laughs> Wow. I put in my letter to get released from active duty to start this city job, right? And um, the December, the city job told me that the position was not available anymore. And my old job hired my replacement. The military got your replacement? Yeah. For the job that I was doing. doing. So what I was, I'm National Guard, but we have programs that is called Active Reserve. So you're, 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 um, you're, you're, your reserve, but you're on active, active. duty orders, right. Title 32 orders, right? right? So that spot now got filled. Now you ain't got no job to I go got no to. job, bro. Damn. 
got no job. <laughs> got no job, right? <laughs> so um, I was at the barber shop, and one of my barber, he was cutting my hair. And um, he spoke about this book, Rich Dad, Poor Dad, right? Mm-hmm. And I was like, what kind of dumbass book is that? <laughs> Rich Dad, Poor Dad. That, that's just ignorant me. I was just so angry, bro. I was so angry. So that's ignorant me, right? All right, cool. I, I got a curious mind. Went on YouTube, Rich Dad, Poor Dad audiobook. Listen to it. Bro. It was over with. Bro. Bro. The moment my life changed in 2019 was listening to Rich Dad, Poor Dad. And then I listened it five times after that. Bought the physical book, read it front to back. First in my life. Because it makes so much sense. It just clicks when you read it. Bro, I was in a point where I needed that. Mm -hmm. Like, for this person now needed what happened in 2019 to happen. Mm. Without that incident in 2019, this person wouldn't be here. I'd probably be working at EPA job, mm. an environmental protection job, right? So as I read it, then I got introduced to Think and Grow Rich. I was never the same person. Then 2020 came, I deployed, right, in Kuwait. I read 140 books in Kuwait. I'm talking about, you talk about millionaire mindset, I'm talking about a whole paradigm shift. Dude, when everybody was outside, working out, fraternizing, doing all of the stuff people do on deployment. You yes, know, I know it. You, you know I've been, the BS. I've, I've been there. You know the BS. Yep. Dude, I was reading five to seven books a month. Mm. Bro, like you would not see me outside unless I'm going for chow. I was the same way on my deployment. Dude, like I could, like people want stuff, but they are not willing to go through the metamorphosis to become the butterfly. Some people will just always remain a caterpillar. Always. Oh, you see that pretty butterfly? I want the butterfly, but you're not willing to go in that cocoon stage. Mm. You're not willing to undergo that transformation. They're not willing to do what it takes to change themselves into becoming more. See, if you've always done the things you've always done, you will always be who you've always been. And it is not until a renewed of your mind, a mindset shift, this is why I love your social, a whole mindset shift, then you become a new person. You become a new person because of the way you think. And, and you, we know we know your actions are dictated by your mentality. As a man thinketh in his heart, so yep. so is he. So is he. So the things that we so when I started getting this stuff, bro, I was like, where has all of this stuff been? And then it was you. You'll hear people say, "Oh, they kept information from us." No, they didn't. They just put it in books, and we don't read. That's facts. The information was not kept from us. The information was put inside the books, but we do not read. You get it. So, dude, when I figured out that, <laughs> everything changed. Every single thing. So, you would see me every day with a book. You would not see me without a book. My whole deployment, the whole year, 140 books. I came back, got a mentor. Immediately. 100%. I my last six thousand dollars. Oh my god, let me give you the other joke. So <laughs> now I got back, right? <laughs> now I got back. Let's go, All right, let's go. boom. I got back on orders. And now right around 2020. No, 2021. Now we're in 2021, right? Just got back on orders. 
Then the September, I got called into the office, right? Um, Sergeant DeLevante, um, we're going to have to cut your orders. You won't be re-up next fiscal year because we overspent on the COVID budget. Again, bro. Again. Like, like if I did not hear anything, the universe is saying, bro, you need to stop this work and stuff. Get out but of your own. I didn't get it. I, all I've been taught was to have a job. Mm. I was never taught anything about entrepreneurship. I never knew anything about it. Right? So, <laughs> so I got fired again, again. right? <laughs> that's 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 the sign. That's twice. All this, that's all. That's the signs right there. So, <laughs> so I got fired again twice. Now, what was unique about this firing is that I decided to bet on me afterwards. So yourself. during 2020, dude, I was learning about real estate, credit, business, finances, taxes. Everything you could think of that involved finance and success, I was reading it. Everything business, I was reading it. I consumed so much information. Dude, and so then, right, got fired. So I took a challenge. I'm not sure if you know who Myron Golden is, but mm -hmm. Myron Golden is now one of my mentors, mm. right? Yeah. So now, shout out to Myron, right? So now... My last six thousand dollars, bro. I invested, invested in, it. Yeah, in a in a in a in a mentor, and dude, I got fired. On that deployment for one year, I made about eighty-five thousand. I got fired October first. It's my national holiday, and you know that's the beginning of the new fiscal year. Yep. So, I got fired, and October first became my national holiday because that's when I decided that I'm going to become mentally unemployable. No one can hire me again, right? And dude, coming off of the challenge with Myron, I did $97,000 the first month of betting on me. Mm. That was more than I did an entire year of being deployed away from my family, bro. Man, you, 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 you 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 touching me because as prior military myself, everything you describe and everything you've been through, I went through these exact same things. You know, I, I deployed, I went to Kuwait and Qatar. I was in Kuwait for like two weeks, but I was in Qatar for seven months. Mm -hmm. And in that process, like I was trying to change my life, and I didn't do anything. Like you said, I went to child, I went to work, I mm -hmm. slept, ate, and I read, I read and I researched for seven months straight, never mm -hmm. outside, just reading and researching. And in that process, it completely changed my life. And I was there for like I, said, I was there for like seven months. I only I saved like twenty five thousand, which isn't a lot of money, but it was everything to me mm -hmm. at the time. And that process, man. Now I would say this: now it took me seven months to make twenty five thousand. Now, not to be bragging or, or stuff like that, but I could do that in a week. Now. But th that's that's what it takes. It's not it's, about bragging. It, it, exactly. It's, it's not about bragging. Like for somebody like you and me, we can talk about this type of stuff because we went through we our went season. Through it. Exactly. We went through it. And some people will be like, oh, you know, you're talking about making all of this money and stuff like that. Well, not everybody can do it. Yes, you can. All of you watching this right now can do it. Yes. Right? All of you can do it. Absolutely. But the, the biggest thing is you got to go through that shift. You have Dude, to. When I was deployed, do you know the amount of times I got in trouble for reading? Really? 
Bruh, Use they did not want to see me read. I this E7 that came up to me once. Oh, Sergeant Delevante, you can't be reading that book in here. You should be focused on work. It's night shift. There is nothing no, going there's on. There's nothing to do. The emails are up on the screen. If something pops up, I'm going to see it. But you see, there's nothing dangerous than an educated person. And dude, when I became educated on consumer law, it changed the whole mm, game for let, credit. Let, let, let's go into that, consumer law. For the people that's listening, they're watching, they're hearing the term consumer law. Mm -hmm. Break it down. What is consumer law? What is that? All right, so consumer laws <clears throat> are laws put in place by the government to protect consumers from subprime lending, false and misleading advertising, just from anything that would damage the consumer. All right, so when I first learned this, I built my first 800 credit score in Kuwait. I wasn't even in the country. Then I built it again when I got back, and then I did it a third time. I've built out an 800 credit score three times in one year. And you did this while working a job? The first time, correct, at, in Kuwait. How I wasn't you, even in the country. How did you do that? Um, disputes. I would write my letters and send them. Because my letters aren't... My letter, you will... My, dude... I'm going to give you some game as soon as we go on. Cool. Like, my letters are not like anything you've ever seen. They are actually built from the law themselves. Right. Right? So, there's different laws that corresponds with different violations. Right? So, with each violation, it requires a different letter. So, when I learned how to build the 800 three times, I started teaching people about it. The first people that I started teaching about credit, guess who they were? The military people. Military. And you know what they told me? Get gone somewhere, probably. Get out of my face. Yeah. They said, you can't do it. Yep. You are not certified. You um, you are not a financial advisor, and yep. you're not in finance. Yep. Mind you, I just <laughs> built the 800 three times, bro. Got approved for over 100,000 credit. I think I know what I'm talking about. Right. But it's just like anything else, the military. Nah. It's not a, it's not a place for entrepreneurship. It's not. It's not. And you got to understand that if you win, you can't be mad at it. You just got to see it for what it is and understand it. Cool. So you go your mm -hmm. way, I go mine. Exactly. Right. So now when I learned the first persons I wanted to help was my fellow soldiers, dude. I saw soldiers that had bankruptcies. I saw soldiers that were knee deep in collections. I saw soldiers paying so much in interest rate, and I had the information to help them, but leadership prevented me from helping them. I already know how it go. That's the that's the that's the military for you, and that's most jobs. Because, like you said, it's not an environment for entrepreneur. Because if you let's be real, in the military, any work, most work environments, if you're an entrepreneur, you're thriving. You're not a conduct a co productive member to them because they know they can't necessarily control you anymore. And that's, that's what right. that's what it comes down to. And is control. They want to control their environment. Correct. They got somebody like you teaching these I people. I don't fit the profile. You don't anymore. fit the program. You making money. You just don't fit the program no more. You know, that's what it is. So when I learned this, bro, and as I went deeper into consumer law, a lot of stuff started changing for me. All those no's that I used to get from before, they became yeses. Yes. A lot of yeses, right? And now I learn how to get stuff for free. I learn how to do things. But what really had me going this, this last year, and I finally just figured it out, is mortgage fraud. A mortgage fraud. Bro. What do you mean by what's... What? Bro, mortgage fraud. Dude, <laughs> if you have a house okay. and you're paying a mortgage on this house and your mortgage have been sold to several lenders, 
What do you mean mortgage sold to Seven right. Lenders? I, I think I think the light bulb is coming it's on. Great. It's coming <laughs> on. So 2008, you remember what happened? When the whole economy crashed because of those loans packages, yeah, the loans, those yeah. derivatives. Mm -hmm. So mortgage-backed securities, it's an exotic term used on Wall Street. Your regular person will not know what it is. So mortgage-backed securities are when lenders pool pools of loans together that share certain characteristics like interest rates, um, credit score, uh, length of the loan. There's different categories, but they'll pull like 5,000 or more mortgages together and then sell them on the secondary market to hedge funds and investors as derivatives, as um, collateralized debt um, obligations, as mortgage backs. It's, it's different investment vehicles that they package mortgages in and resell, resell them. them. But there's something that happens in the process that no one really pays attention to. It is the securitization of the mortgage. You see, let me phone. The mortgage and the note should always travel together. Okay. The mortgage cannot be separated from the know. note. If the mortgage is separated from the note, the mortgage is null and void. So wait, 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 wait. So wait, so wait, so what are you what are you saying right now? It's not what I'm saying, it's what the law what says. What the law says. So in 1832, the first case during my research, the first case came about in 1832. Right? There's a case law in 1832 that kind of set precedence for the mortgage and the note must travel together. But then in 1872, or is it 76? It's one of them. It, that court case became explicitly clear. Right? It's um, Carpenter versus... Let me look it up. I don't want to lie to y'all. So let me look it up. Okay, you good, you good. So, um... <clears throat> Supreme Court, yo, everybody right now that's listening to what I'm saying, type in what I'm about to say. <clears throat> mm. Supreme Court rule in 1872. And it's going to bring you up a case law of Carpenter versus Logan, right? Okay. And in that case law, it's going to tell you that the mortgage and the note are inseparable. See, the mortgage collateralizes the security interest. And the promissory note collateralizes the obligation. So the promissory note, right, is the promise to pay that obligation. obligation. But it's only <clears throat> enforced with the security interest that the mortgage has. So if you take away the mortgage or the obligation, it becomes null and no, void. void. So when they package these loans... To go sell on Wall Street, these mortgage-backed securities, these pools of mortgages that some of y'all right now are paying mortgages to, to entities that don't even have the legal right to collect or to foreclose. You see, if a holder is a holder of just the mortgage, they do not have a legal right to collect because they don't have the obligation, the obligation which is the note, they don't to pay. Note. And if a holder holds the note without the without the mortgage, mortgage they hold the note but there is nothing there's no security interest there the mortgage is the security interest the note is the obligation it makes sense they're accessory to each other they cannot be separated, separated. so you are so you saying are there a lot of people out here that are paying 
mortgages right now to lenders are to I'd say owners of owners those mortgages, of mortgages that are not um, legally able to collect on it. Wait, so how how do you find this out if you're doing it? Research. You got the research. Yeah, and what do you I look knew, up? So case laws. You can look up case laws. So I'm I'm making a a mortgage fraud um a mortgage fraud course now, okay. and this is what led to the research. I always knew something was off with mortgage backed securities, and I couldn't prove it until now. Right there are there. Are, Thousands of case laws. Well, I won't say thousands, but there's a lot of case there's a laws. Lot of there's a lot of case laws. So don't quote me and say, I said there's <laughs> thousands of case laws. There are enough case laws for you to use as evidence. So have you ever heard of MERS, Mortgage Electronic Registration System? No. It's a company, private company that was formed in the uh, mid-90s, right? That banks came together and they're using this company to track the title process not the title but to track the d um not the deed mortgage assignments because they they're saying it would be too strenuous to have paper everywhere so we're going to make an electronic system okay. that records each um, time the mortgage has been assigned or whatever right so in making this company mers also goes through what is called a securitization mers is not a bank so MERS cannot get the promissory note. The promissory note gets sold off to someone. The mortgages get sold off to someone else. If a entity don't possess the promissory note and the mortgage, there is no legal authority or there's no legal grounds for payment of that mortgage. Dude, when I learned this stuff, it blew my whole mind. Dude, you know the amount of people right now that have their mortgages on wall street and those owners are those investors that have those mbs or those collateralized debt obligations or whatever investment vehicle they want to call them don't have the note or another group of investors will have the note don't but the don't have the mortgage and people are still paying on these mortgages and guess what foreclosures people are being put out of their homes because of foreclosure and these companies even MERS MERS is not a lender MERS acts as a nominee agent for a mortgage lender and MERS cannot possess the note yo you just you, you blowing my mind right now right. so <laughs> how does somebody let's say I'm pretty sure somebody that's listening to this is going to watch this and see it and they probably in this situation without realizing now they're gonna go through the process and they're gonna be like, oh shit, this is kind of the situation I'm in. Mortgage how fraud do, is real. How do they prove that? They so the mortgage fraud course that I'm like they so they're gonna have to get the course. Okay. That's and this is no shameless plug. This is all <laughs> the plug. They're gonna have to get the mortgage fraud course, right? Because now I'm about to produce it. Um I wrote the book for it already, so now I'm gonna make the videos and stuff like that and create the course. So they'll have to get in they'll have to get inside my ecosystem or just um, send the word mortgage to 917-993-5238 to get on the waiting list. But dude, this mortgage course is dropping. It's going to change everything we knew about mortgages. Every, and as we go into digital, all right. So that's mortgages, right? I could go on for hours with this, but that, that's I, I, mortgages. I can see the passion in your eyes, man. And <laughs> that's I hear mortgages, it in your voice. Right? So now 
late payments, simple stuff. Let's go back to simple stuff. And you might be saying, Doreen, well, late payments are not simple. Well, it kind of is when you know consumer law. See, a lot of people don't know that late payments are illegal. What do you mean by that? (laughs) All right, take your phone out. Let's get it. Let's get it. I ain't even going to prove this. You're going to prove this for yourself and your whole audience. Okay. All right, type in 15 USC. Mm -hmm. 15. 15 USC. Uh Uh-huh. 1681A. See it right here. Popped up quick. It should bring you to definitions. Definition and rules. rules of construction. All right. Scroll down to number two. Oh, one second. One second. One second. Or B? No, number two. Exclusions. Oh, okay, I see it. Yep. All right. So before you go into reading that, uh-huh. what does exclusion mean? What do you think exclusion means? Accept. Uh, uh, not included. Not included, right? All right. All right, bet. Go ahead. Okay, so it said, you want me to read? Oh, please, go ahead. Okay, so it'll say it's exclusions. Except as provided in paragraph three. Okay, the term consumer report does not include. Does not include. Mm-hmm. So your consumer report, the same thing people call a credit report. Your consumer report does not include. So that's Congress. That's, that's not the rain wrote right. that. No, that no, is no. law. It popped right? up. It's, I'm reading. Can we both agree that that is law? That's, and the rain didn't make laws in the U.S. No, this is law. This is law. That stuff was here before I came <laughs> off the plane. <laughs> For sure. <laughs> right? So, but first, before we go into the rest of it, let's get some definitions straightened okay. out. What is the definition of consumer report? Click on that word for me. Consumer, consumer report. report. One second. Okay. Re- consumer report. The term consumer report means any written, oral, or other communication of any information by a consumer reporting agency bearing on a consumer's credit worthiness, credit standing, credit capacity, character, general reputation, personal characteristics, or mode of living which is used or expected to be used or collected in a in whole or in part for the purpose of serving as a factor in establishing the consumer's eligibility for credit or insurance to be used primarily for personal, family, or household purposes. All right, cool. <coughs> now, did anywhere in that definition, did the word FICO come up? No. Right. Um, did anything come up about Vantage? No. <clears throat> All right. No, something funny with my throat. Give it up. Too much. I don't see no FICO, FICO or Vantage. I don't see it. Hey man, only on million that says you gonna get you gonna get consumer right. report definitions broke <clears throat> down to y'all, man. So y'all 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 pay attention. Like, prepare to be blown away right now. So the consumer report and your FICO are two different things. Right. They are not the same. The consumer report exists without a FICO. A FICO cannot exist without your consumer report. That makes sense. See, late payment is a factor of FICO. Payment history, utilization, length of credit history, mixture of credit and new credit. That's FICO. Has nothing to do with your consumer report. Right. Right? So let's go back now, right? Now that we know that... The consumer report and the FICO are not the same. We know what the definition of the consumer report is. So now let's go back to the exclusions. W- exclusions correct. Yep. A or B? Would you? Uh, no, just continue reading. No, start back okay. from number two. Okay. It's a, a subject to section 1681S3 of this title. Mm-hmm. And it's a report. Any report containing information solely as to transactions or experiences between the consumer and the person making the report. All right. Now, to the regular person, right? 
they would have just glanced over it. But there was a word, transactions. Transactions. What is a payment history? What is it? You asking me? Yeah. What's payment? Payment history is payment history. But it's isn't it a history of all transactions? Right. When you pull up your statement on your credit card. Right. When you pull up those reports, isn't that a history of all the transactions you've made? Absolutely. Exclusions. Except as provided in paragraph three, the term consumer report does not include transactions. Oh, shit. Go again. Read it again. Oh, shit. Hold on, hold on, It says reports, reports contain. Start from number two. Start from the exclusion. Okay. Uh, it says exclusions. Except as provided in paragraph three, the term consumer report does not include any report containing information solely as to transactions or experiences between the consumer and the person making the report. Do you notice how different the statement reads now that you know the yes. words yes. and the meaning of each it didn't word? Mean, I'm going to be honest. The first time I read it, it didn't really mean anything. But, but now, now that again, you read it, I'm like, oh, shit. I didn't write it. <laughs> <laughs> this is in their laws, bro. <coughs> oh, shit. This is in their laws. So let's even talk about the experience, right? And they can look this up. It, 15 USC 1681A. It's going to pop up. Yep. So now, when you when you look at the experiences, well, what is the experience? If you have a line of credit with Chase, and it's a $10,000 line of credit, right. the way you use it, that usage... Isn't that the experience between you, the consumer, the line of credit, and the person who extended that line of credit? Transactions or experiences are not included in your consumer report, your utilizations. Damn, you just, yo, this is, but what's so interesting about this is, like, since you not, you moved here in 2010, something that I'm consistently consistently seeing with people that come to the States and they not may necessarily not be born here is they get here and they doing the knowledge, they doing the research on how this country works, what's the laws, like, how does this shit really work? Sometimes as, uh, as citizens, us born here, we just, we so used to shit, we don't even bother to look when this stuff up. When you're in the picture, it's hard to see the frame. It's hard to see the frame when you're in the picture, bro. And when y'all come, y'all come here, y'all migrate here, one of the first things y'all do, especially the ones that want to get on their finance entrepreneurship, is they really look up the laws to mm-hmm. understand what is going on here. And us as U.S. citizens, born and raised, we rarely ever do that. We just go with the flow. Because you go with a norm. Your yes, norm. This is our norm. Your, your norm is not our norm. We have to come and learn a new system. That is not in our country. We have to unlearn to relearn your habits here. Mm, that's deep, bro. We have to. It's either that or we're going to fall to the wayside on public assistance. Damn. And we all go through that learning process. Y'all outlearn majority of us. Like I said, this is stuff that I'm pretty sure most of my listeners are going to hear that. They did not know what I just read. I well, didn't know that. You just uncovered I late just pay- uncovered for yourself. For myself. I'm like, you Whoa. just uncovered late payments are illegal. 
Reporting of utilizations are illegal as well. But guess what? Your two biggest factors of FICO are payment history and utilization. Yeah, the 65%, bruv. Or 357.5 points. Dude, when I learned this stuff, this is how I built my 800 three times. When you know consumer law, there is absolutely nothing you cannot do with your credit. This is, bro, this is so deep because at the end of the day, like you said in the beginning, and it, they make money off ignorance. Ignorance oh, is a trillion dollar it's industry. It's a big business. And let's be real. Do you think, for the listeners, everybody that's watching, do y'all think they really want people knowing that? Come on, bro. You know how many people are going to file disputes and send letters in just off knowing this basic information? Do you know the amount of late payments I get deleted? I'm going to give you an example. I was on a five-day challenge, right? I do, I do challenges. And I'm on a five-day challenge. This one dude, his name is Wes. He lives in Atlanta. Dude been struggling for years. He's from, um, uh, what's that country that Haley Selassie is from again? Uh, Ethiopia. Ethiopia. Yeah. Ethiopia yeah. He's from Ethiopia, right? Mm -hmm. Dude's been struggling. Great dude. He co-signed for some family member for student loans, for personal loan. He's the guy that wants to help everybody out. They stopped paying. All of them defaulted. Everything came back to his credit. This dude came on my my challenge with 128 negative items. On the five-day challenge, on the five-day challenge, he got about 40 deleted on the challenge. And then he joined my university. And then in less than 30 days, my man wiped his whole profile. He's a student right now that hold the most deletions in 30 days. Wessinger. That's crazy. Let me let, let, let me ask you this. So, we we just learned that pretty much it's illegal to have these things on your credit report. Knowing this information, are you saying that you can get these things removed? One hundred percent. Just based off that. One hundred percent. That's why I build my letters. So, like, if anybody goes right now to DoraineDelevante.com, see my letters are not your typical letters that you see or these 609 templates people are using or these AI generated letters. Dude, you see the same way how I spoke to you about the late payment? Right. That's how it's written in the letter. It is not my words I'm using. I am using straight laws. You can, you think the CFPB can says this is not our law? They're they not gonna say they that. They wrote the law, they bro. They're not gonna say that. How they gonna say, you see, the reason why so many people have an issue conceptualizing what I'm saying right now is because they were brainwashed to think a credit bureau exists. Credit bureaus don't exist. Consumer reporting agency does. And when we distinguish and take away the separation from the two, we will see them for what they are. It is because they are wolves in sheep clothing. Oh, we got your best interests at heart. We are number one in taking care of your credit. Data breach. <laughs> Data breach. Lawsuit. Lawsuit. And these are the same entities that are telling you, oh, get this boost. If you sign up, sign up. put this account, you're gonna get this five point boost. How are you gonna delete these negative items if you're the one supplying all the information? Right. Mm, Come on. 
There's a strategy mm-hmm. behind it. We're going to give you five points, but you are going to validate and verify. If, if you put the information in the system, how can you say the information is inaccurate? You, you won't. Bro, we are dealing with magicians. Don't we, like, we are dealing with people that have mastered words. They have. But with that being said, though, so how does the average consumer, the average person, listener, watching? Because at the end of the day, let's be real. A lot of us, especially like I said, being born here, a lot of the, a lot of us are intimidated by these entities. Like these entities are like Why? God, are like God Why? to us because of the words. Everybody calls them what? Credit. Credit bureaus. Yes. What do we know about a bureau? Government agencies. Mm-hmm. These are private companies. All right. Let me prove all of this mm-hmm. to you. Go back to 15 Let's USC. It. Let's get it. Let's get it. Go back to 1681. So you'd press back. And um, just where you have A, just remove the A. Just remove the A. Just remove the A. Okay. All right. It's going to bring you to congressional findings. Yep. Yep. Click on it. I want you to just read what that says. Down to number four. Number four? Yeah. No, from top to bottom. Okay, okay, okay. Cool, cool. It says, accuracy and fairness of credit reporting. The Congress makes the following findings. Congress, not yeah, the rain. The Congress. Not the credit hero. Who? The Congress. The Congress. It says, one, the banking system is dependent upon fair and accurate credit reporting. Inaccurate credit reports directly impair the efficiency of the banking system and unfair credit methods. My bad. And unfair credit reporting methods undermine the public confidence, which is essential to the continued functioning of the banking system. Number two says that an elaborate mechanism has been developed for investigating and evaluating the credit worthiness, credit standing, credit capacity, character, and general reputation of consumers. An elaborate mechanism. Would Congress or any government agency call any of their own agency an elaborate mechanism? They definitely wouldn't. All right, continue. Being military, we know that. They would do that. Number three says, consumer reporting agencies have assumed a vital role in assembling and evaluating consumer credit and other information on consumers. Number four, there is a need to ensure that consumer reporting agencies agencies exercise their grave responsibilities mm-hmm. with fairness mm-hmm. impartiality and a res- respect for the consumer's right to privacy come on bro i'm not this, making this, this, this doesn't sound like a, a government i'm uh, not making none of this stuff up bro <laughs> no, it is in there they appointed themselves they assumed a role that was not given to them but they comprehend, they comprehend the power of words. So if we have everybody psychologically believing we are bureaus, they will associate us with government entities. Everybody fears the FBI. Everybody fears government agencies. So they know that we are subconsciously programmed with this fear. So they own that word. Mm. So if a credit bureau, quote unquote, told you that this item is verified, a normal consumer will not challenge it. At all. They're going to just leave it alone. They're going to leave it alone. They're going to back off. And then guess what happens? Oh my God, this is going to be great. So when a person gets denied, what does that person do immediately after? Denied for what? 
anything. Uh, they let it go. And they go apply. Again, somewhere else. Five more times somewhere yeah, else. You're right, you're right. Every time that consumer report is pulled, each lender has to pay for it. Follow me here. Every time a consumer gets denied, each lender that pulls that report pays for the report. Really? Okay. Okay, okay. I'm following. I'm following. Consumer reporting agencies make money when they resell the consumer report. Do you think they're incentivized for people to have good credit? No, absolutely not. Damn. Right. Let's take it. You, you, let's you, go you, a you little bit me up, deeper. Bro. Banks lend people with a 720 or 8 to 800 under three or under five percent right right it's not that much no it's not well if you got a 640 a 600 or a 590 you're getting double digits you're getting 18 26 36 percent who do you think they make the most money you think they make money off of people with good credit absolutely not absolutely not do you think they're incentivized to even teach you none of this stuff no they're not so they're making they, billions. What do they of care ignorance? if you have bad credit, bro? Because when they charge you 18, 26, and 25%, not even mention that it's illegal to do that because there's a thing called usury law. Each state has what is called a usury law. Lenders are not permitted to lend above a certain interest rate. You each state is capped at a certain interest rate, but nobody knows this. No. Have you ever heard the word usury law before? Nope. First time hearing it. Look it up for whatever state you live in. No, I, no. You... Each state has a cap, but people don't know this, right? <laughs> so when, like, okay, they give you 20%. You pay for two years, you default. They know you're going to default. They're going to sell it to a debt collector. So they're going to make their money back. They're going to charge it off to profit and loss, right? Then they're going to come after you now and garnish you. So now they got paid. The, all of that, those monies in those two years, majority of it went to interest, not principal. Not principal. So you still owe the principal. We're going to sell it to a debt collector. We're going to get a tax break because we're going to do a, uh, a charge off on it, 1099C. Right? Then now we know this debt collector is going to drag you to court, get a default judgment because y'all are not going to show up to court. And they're gonna recoup they're those gonna recoup, funds. They're gonna recoup. Come on, bro. Oh man, yeah, hold on. You, 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 man, hold on. You, you going, you going a little too deep. But I, I only got one more question for you because you run out of time. We gotta do this because <laughs> you, you, you. I know my listeners and people that's watching. I know they mind blown. I know y'all mind blown <laughs> hearing this. So this is my final question. So for the person that's they hearing this game, they hearing this information, and they like this is blowing their mind right now. But they're in a position where you was at when you was at Nissan mm. getting that 25% or 18, 25% interest. Uh. What's your best piece of actionable advice for them to get that ball rolling, to get them on the right side of credit and all these other things? So I would say get educated. And a lot of time people associate costs with value and people know the cost of everything and the value of nothing. Right. Facts. So when we get out of the mindset of if the rain is giving you access to his course, right? Um, all right. Mindset shift, right? 
this is a millionaire mindset, correct? Absolutely. So on here, the goal is for each listener to have a paradigm shift that will better get them towards their end goal. So if you have a credit issue, if you got bad credit, if you got a late payment charge off collection, student loans, child support, we didn't even go into child support and child, golly, man, we could do this for hours, right? So if you got anything on your credit right wait, wait, now. Wait, don't, don't tell me child support is illegal or not. Unconstitutional. Get the, f- I, I, we all gonna say we got a double back. What law is there? that obligates a living, breathing man to support the United States Treasury. Do you know why child support was created? No. Child support was created to recoup state funds so the Treasury can evaluate its debt collection processes and reward states for effective child support collections. So you see, are you, there's no law that says it's, man, that it's mandatory for child support? For a man, a living, breathing man. Notice my words. See, an obligor is an entity. A child support is a lien against a social security card. Right. It's not a lien on the man. It's a lien on your straw man, not the natural man. You're going too deep for me right now. You're <laughs> so, going way too deep for me. <laughs> so we'll do part two. Yeah, right? yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll get to part two. So for back to the original question, though, before we go. Uh, mindset. I want to see a shift in everybody's mindset that watch. Like, dude, you got game that I've given on nobody else's platform. The mortgage I, fraud stuff. I appreciate Nobody that. else knows this yet. I appreciate that. Right? So for everybody right now that is stuck and you are sick and tired of having bad credit, you're sick and tired of being denied, you are sick and tired of barely surviving off a of bad credit, I want you to text the word mindset. It's his program. Mm-hmm. And everybody here, I would imagine that everybody is here is because you want a new shift in your mind. That is why it's called the mm-hmm. millionaire mindset it's important for you to recognize the meaning of words Mm. so everybody right now text the word mindset text the word mindset to 917-993-5238 i will give them the mindset credit special where i am given three of my ebooks three ebooks and access to my 14 day you know what i'm gonna give them the 30 day okay okay uh, hey, that's if, love. I appreciate if, if that. If they're serious, I'm going to give them the 30-day. And, dude, my 30-day course is for $14.97. That's not $14.97. It's that's... $1,497. The e-books, one is for $200, one is for $147, and one is for $167. All of that combined, that's just better. for your audience, they'll be getting it for $47. <laughs> See, I cannot give it for free because people don't, don't value free. Nope, they don't respect. It must cost you something. Yes. It must. And if you think the cost is too much, it is not for it's you. It's not for you. Yep. It's not. I'm, I'm letting you all know. You're not serious about your credit. Dude, I've invested over 300000 in the last year and a half in my own self-development. I believe it. You know, Myron. I believe Come it. On. I believe it. You know, Myron. Yeah, I believe it. I know he. I, 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 I'm 155. Not... <laughs> <laughs> so my point is, 
Invest in yourself. You are your greatest investment. The greatest investment you will ever make is an investment in yourself. You see, until we realize that we are our greatest investment, I would have never made $97,000 if I never got fired got twice. Fired. And I decided that I am going to bet on me. Mm. That's deep. That's deep. So who are we going to wait to come and save us? Somebody else? Nobody. Ain't nobody to come. Ain't nobody coming to save you. You gotta save yourself. You have to. When do we become responsible? See, it is easy for me to blame you. But you see the man in the mirror? We will not admit to ourselves that we are sometimes our own greatest our enemy. Our greatest enemy. This is facts. This, hey, man. Hey, I, I, can't, I can't wrap <laughs> it up no better than that, man. But before I let you go, I want to say... First, I appreciate you taking the time to come out here and come on the show. This was, like I said, we're going to do it again. You gave away too much value. You blew my <laughs> mind a few times. Like, we got to do this again. But before I let you go, plug in all your stuff where people can find you, follow you, uh, become a client, all the things you got going on. Thank you very much, bro. So, um, Doreen DeLevante, so that's D-A-R-A-I-N-E, D-E-L-E-V-A-N-T-E, on Instagram, on YouTube. You can follow me everywhere. Remember, to get um text the word mindset text the word mindset to 917-993-5238 to get the mindset credit special i need you guys with a paradigm shift be ye renowned through his mind your mind the battleground is in your mind the enemy comes for you in your mind because the things that you believe you manifest them as a man think it in his heart so is he the words we speak unto our lives become flesh guys this stuff is real it's not no oh he's just motivated and law of attraction it is real stuff and it's time we learn to tap into these powers. There's absolutely no reason why all the wealthiest people in the world speak about this mindset stuff and this hocus pocus. Like, I want you all to really think about it. From Napoleon Hill to Dale Carnegie to JD to Rockefeller to the Rothschild to everybody, all the leaders in the world, the families. It all starts with a shift in a person's mind. You got to protect your mind. Mm -hmm. You got to protect your mind. Mm, that's game, man. And y'all know me. Y'all can follow me on all platforms at Xavier. I'm at the official Xavier Miller on Instagram. <laughs> and all the other platforms, I'm at Xavier C. Miller. And you can follow the main mindsets on all platforms as well. That's YouTube. That's Instagram. That's Twitter. That's TikTok. And like I said in the beginning, if you guys give us a like, a share, a, a subscription, a um, five-star rating review, all those things we would greatly appreciate it as well. And that's all I have for y'all on this episode of the Millionaire Mindsets Podcast. I will see you guys next episode. Peace. Gotta get your brain right if you're trying to make a million dollars. If you ain't gonna do it for yourself, then do it for your mama. Only stay surrounded by them people. If you know they solid, elevate your hustle up today to double up your profit. Trying to learn some game, Xavier gonna talk about it. No Deanna, speak that sh that everybody voucher. Ain't no more excuses valid. Get up off the couch and get up in your bag. To your bank account, need an accountant. This is your invitation to a masterclass in engineering and design. Your ticket to go from zero to 60 with the Lexus Performance Line. A feeling this dynamic is invite only. Fortunately, you're invited.
Experience the exhilaration of the Lexus Performance Line and some of the best offers of the year on select models at the Invitation to Lexus sales event, now through April 1st. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer.